Jess. Something is very, very wrong. Warning. Incoming game. Warning. Incoming game. Welcome to Incoming Game, the podcast where we watch and rewatch the 2001 animated series reboot. I'm Jessica, and I've been a fan for a long time. I'm Ben, and I'm watching this for the first time. Each week, we'll take an episode, dissect it, inject some trivia, and try to find our frostiest moments. This week, it's the final countdown in Sacrifice. The final countdown! <laughs> so how's your week been, Ben? It's... It's Christmas, or it will was Christmas. It will have been Christmas. It will have been Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been an exhausting week. I've had multiple family engagements, and I woke up very early this morning, so I'm I'm quite wiped out. But I can I can make it happen for today. <laughs> well, if we catch a snore, and I'll I'll poke you a bit. Yeah. <laughs> how about you? How how was your week? It was good. I got an Instapot for Christmas, so the last two days has been experimenting with pressure cooking. Ooh. So far, so good. Nothing's exploded. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Ashley got me a bunch of Star Trek stuff, because uh, even though she doesn't love Trek, she does love me. You like Trek? I never would have guessed. <laughs> but she also got me, surprisingly, I uh, wasn't expecting this, it's the uh, Doctor Who role-playing game. Ooh. Yeah, so I'll have to make some role-play. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes, right? You make role-play? Make role-play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this. Let's do it. So we're watching today, Season 4, Episode 4, Sacrifice. It first aired on November 2nd, 2001. It was written by Ian Pearson, Gavin Blair, Phil Mitchell, and Ian Weir. And we open up with Damon's army headed toward a firewalled mainframe. And it looks like our production posse left the green screen in, and they forgot to put the net in, because it's just a bunch of ships hovering against this flat green background. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like some last minute rushing. <laughs> She's got the uh, infected good guys in tow with her, so we've got an infected mouse, an infected matrix, and an infected Andrea. And I assume, Mike, the TV's in there, too. Somewhere. He's very short, so he doesn't always appear on screen. <laughs> Dot is determined to stop them from getting through, and thinks that changing the access code will even slightly inconvenience mouse. What a rube. <laughs> yeah, a dream on Dot. Like, multiple guardians have run up against this code that mouse has created and just completely failed, but sure... Your great password skills, cough, Guardian, cough, uh, will definitely keep her at bay. Yeah. Meanwhile, little Enzo is playing catch with the Null Father as Fong comes out to talk about Enzo like he's not right there in front of him. How is Enzo taking your transformation? Quite well, actually. Oh, by the way, I know you didn't have two sons when you left, but now <laughs> you do. Surprise! <laughs> and Dot's plan is just putting a second firewall over top of the other, like like putting two condoms on at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's probably slightly more effective than putting two condoms on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's still not going to stop them for long. No. But I think she's estimating that she won't need a lot of extra time. Just a little bit. <laughs> so somewhere else in mainframe, Bob is brooding 
And uh, Hex slides into his DMs all like, hey, you're a sprite, I'm a sprite, you know what that means. <laughs> she's trying to get the D from B.O.B. <laughs> and she's all like, hey, so Dot's cool with this. I definitely, definitely for sure checked with her and we are good to go. <laughs> she is not very good at reading consent cues here because Bob is all about the like, uh, eh, maybe not really. Uh. And she's just like, I'm what? That sounds like a yes to me. Let's go. <laughs> I like how Bob's like, oh, I like you just as you are, as a sprite. I prefer you as you are, a sprite. Which is completely not what she normally is. Yeah. Like, I like you completely different from your normal state. I like that you've changed for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> also, Bob's gums are also green. What the fuck? Did they forget to green screen in his gums, too? I did not notice green gums. Uh, <laughs> Maybe my DVD's wonky. They have green screen everywhere in this episode. Yeah, that didn't really pop out at me. So perhaps it's your DVD. Perhaps you're going <laughs> colorblind slowly. <laughs> so fortunately, question mark for Bob, the first firewall comes down, which gives him some breathing room on the whole like hex attacking him moment. <laughs> And uh, Wendell, or, or sorry, Wellman, <laughs> I keep on with the Wendell. So Wendell is attempting to rebuild the Stargate, and Dot is in full command mode. She is not only not evacuating the city, she is banking on a GameCube coming. And Enzo, stay away from that cheap harlot! <laughs> but sis... Yeah, sis! Oh my god. Hex is playing up the part of the crazy ants. She's like, I could just eat you up! But then I'd get full. <laughs> <laughs> and right on cue, a game does arrive... And Dot is all about trying to get Enzo up in that game. She's like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to lose this kid for a few years. <laughs> Look, change your icon into sprite mode, walk through the game. When you come back, you'll be all angry and buff, just like Big Matrix. Bob's like, are you crazy? And she's already like looking around at who else she can get rid of. It's like, ooh, hack and slash, you're garbage. And the dog, too. Everybody out. <laughs> Yeah, Bob's like, All right, you've taken crazy pills. This is what's happened. And Enzo's like, nah, I'm about this. Let's go. I want to go in the games. I'm going to get all buff. And so they disappear into the game, never to be seen again. Bob asks what the heck is going on. And Dot tells him that he needs to get out of Dodge 2 because uh, you're basic. <laughs> Bob's next on the block list. <laughs> she wants him to make a portal and go hide in the net until this whole thing blows over. Because it turns out this gateway command is a trap for Damon. Yeah, so her plan is to trigger it as soon as she crosses the Stargate and scatter her all across the net. Bob is not convinced. She's like, fine, you don't want to leave? You can be bait. <laughs> and before he can argue, the firewalls are breached like a pin through two condoms at once. Dot orders the fleet to blow the guardians out of the sky, but there's no guardians. Instead, only a lone daemon. Did you notice Dot's purple iris when she did that? She like, had a like, crazy purple iris in her eye. <laughs> no, I did not. Either I'm not paying attention to the color schemes, or... <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place today. <laughs> but Damon floats down by herself, and the troops do a great job of not firing even a single bullet at her. Not that they would have had an effect, but still... <laughs> To be fair, she did say blow the guardians out of the sky, and Damon's not a guardian. You gotta be more specific with your orders, Dot. <laughs> Damon starts talking to all the main framers, complimenting Dot and Fong, and calling out Hex for being an abomination, which doesn't really sit well with Bob. No, she nearly spits in Hex's face. You are a disgrace to your kind. It's like, this is the first time she's ever been disgusted with someone. She is not into Sprite Hex. Nope. <laughs> more of a 7-Up fan. <laughs> Null Daddy is about to hit the send on the gateway command when Damon touches down. Turns out they did not know about her AoE powers. 
As soon as her foot touches the ground, the infection spreads, dissipating Null Daddy and putting everyone in the mainframe under her control. And we mean everyone. Literally everyone, including that baby that poops the pants a lot. (laughs) And satisfied, she uh, reunites the family. Matrix, Mouse, and the others come back, and while they're all rejoicing, she throws in a quick fuck you hex and slams her to the wall. Some unity, huh? She even does a little shatter to her mask, which, you know, I believe was intentional there. Yeah, face is cracked once again. As the game ends, with little Enzo and the bots still hanging around, he couldn't bring himself to lose the game, but now he's the only one not currently under Damon's influence. Yeah, they notice that Mainframe is looking all green and nervy now. (laughs) So he grabs his long-distance viewers (laughs) to see what's happening, and he can see Damon and Bob floating above the principal office. Damon has Bob converting tears into portals so that she can infect the missing systems. He decides that he's done with the whole Matrix charade. So he reboots back into Enzo, vows to mend and defend and all that. And even he gets a quick flash of purple in his iris. Is this new? This has got to be new. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damon is casually poking different systems and infecting him. Boop, boop, boop. (laughs) When Slash comes up and tells her to step away from the portal, this is when Mouse shows off her sharp new katana, hacking into pieces. Yeah, she pulls her fruit ninja moves on him again. Meanwhile, Hack drops off Enzo over by Matrix and Andrea, and Matrix tries to drag Enzo to be infected, but Enzo is trying to talk sense into him and uses Frisket's mouth to do that. Yeah, he decided he needed an argument with a little more teeth. (laughs) So uh, Enzo pulls a Emperor Palpatine and goes, yes, come to the dark side. Let the hate flow through you. Feel your rage, Matrix. (laughs) Don't you remember how you hated everything? The Matrix realizes that he still hasn't changed his icon from game sprite mode. My icon. Has he even done any laundry since, like, season three? Probably not. Have you seen this guy? He does not do his laundry or wash his dishes. He's like, oh yeah. So he taps it and the infection is removed. We get a quick look of the portal work wreaking havoc on Bob before cutting up to a curled up hex on the ground crying with nulls circling around her. My lady rejected me. Guess Damon can't be all bad. Matrix. Yeah, she's uh, cowering on the ground, so Enzo and Andy tell Matrix to fix her, and he begrudgingly does, and Hex immediately wants to see Bob. So this is the first time we get to see that Matrix's icon is healing people? Mm. I feel like this MacGuffin comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Well, he's been so uh, focused on using gun, he hasn't really been into the whole healing But Hex is now back on the light side and uh, manages to reform the Null Daddy and asks after Bob with all the power of a mother bear. Because (laughs) goddammit, she is getting her guardian back. (laughs) And Bob has collapsed. So Damon gently moves him to the ground as she announces her function complete. The final grains of sand in her hourglass necklace are about to fall and Hex decides it's time to get some more firepower. So she heads for the core. Fong tries to stop her for a moment, and it probably took me longer to say that than it did to get (laughs) Fong out of the way. And so Damon gets Dot to admit that she does indeed love Bob as more than just friends. As Herx bursts in full of rage and back to her old self and blasts Damon across the parking lot. This is a great fight. This is like Superman level fight. They (laughs) battle through the city, throwing each other through buildings, through the ground, back up into the sky again. Like, this is... Great stuff. There's a ton of collateral damage going on. It's just kick, pow, punch, sail. (laughs) Huge amount of collateral damage. 
Unfortunately, it doesn't last very long as the last giant grain of sand falls and Damon starts glowing. Bob, who's now conscious, realizes that she is a Kron virus. Yeah, she leads us in prayer to the word of Kron. I am not an entity. I am a time. My time is now. The world is Kron. And vaporizes into a nervous system, and a green wave soars across the net. Everywhere, binomes and citizens begin a binary countdown. One, 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 oh, one, one. So Bob sputters out that a cron uh, virus means a total system shutdown, an end to all things. Also, Andy's seen this one before. It does not end well. <laughs> That's right. Hex sees Bob in Dot's arms for a moment and grabs him away from her and starts dancing with him like a poor little limp doll. <laughs> Bob tries to make her see that if everyone dies, so will she, and then they can't bang. So she shouts at Fong. She's like, you there, fix this. He's like, if I could, I would, lady. What we need is a virus. And Bob actually tries to stop Hex from volunteering here, saying that she won't survive this. But, uh, you know, Bob will. So that's all that matters to her, which is kind of good. <laughs> she's like, just pretty okay with the suicide mission. She's just like, ooh, I'm a virus. <laughs> So long as she can fuck with both Matrix and Enzo's icons before she goes. Like, I'm not sure what she does to Matrix's. Maybe she just, like, breaks it? Oh, she's stealing that cure that he gave her earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, she takes code from Matrix's and then gives code to Enzo's. Yeah, she defo infects little Enzo with viral energy there. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> then she commands Wendell to activate the Fargate. And as she is sucked inside, a thousand hex masks infect the binomes within the various systems, counteracting Damon and stopping the countdown. Can you say hex masks like five more times in a row? Hex masks, hex masks, hex masks. <laughs> Tex masks. <laughs> so the countdown ends, the nut doesn't explode, and uh, back in mainframe, Bob looks like he's dying anyways. Dot tearfully confesses her love and asks Bob to stay with them and marry her. But just then, a portal opens... Out walks Ray Tracer, followed by a gross goober Bob. <laughs> Marry him? I don't think so. Season one Bob? What is he doing here? This isn't even season one Bob. This is Bob I cannot get behind. I don't like this look at all. <laughs> gross goober Bob. Got it. And that's our episode. We get this Hex voiceover intro playing over the end credits. I know. It was so great. She's still out there. Somewhere. I think she was one of the only major characters, and probably the only villain, to not get a intro, so it's kind of fitting she gets one over the end. It is. Especially since this is probably, like, her sign-off. We've only got four more episodes, and she's scattered throughout the net. <laughs> so one final thing for her voice actor to, to put in there. Reboot! So what'd you think of this one? It was good, but I wish it was two episodes. Hmm. I could see that. There's a lot of stuff happening, especially a lot of MacGuffin stuff that I felt like they threw in there with that explanation or <laughs> reason, which is fine because it moved the plot along. But again, like this whole Damon story arc would have been fantastic as an overarching story as opposed to four episodes. Well, it kind of was. I mean, they've been hinting at it all along. 
It was, but I mean, if you look back to season three and how Megabyte was the big bad throughout all of season three, even when he wasn't in those episodes, hmm. kind of like that, that, you know, you're, you know, get to see more of what Damon does and her interactions. Like, I felt like that fight between Damon and Hex could have been easily like another minute or two long. <laughs> it was short, but I feel like if it had gone a lot longer, it just would have been padding. I can understand that. I just think that the whole Damon thing probably could have gone on for at least one or two more episodes. Right. Now, I wonder, like, because this was originally produced as one long movie, but then they broke it up into four episodes. But the structure of the episodes is still intact. So was it written as four episodes that were just smashed together as a movie? Because I wonder how it plays, like, as a full movie, like, what the pacing is like. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal, like, I'm not sure what came first, the idea of it being a movie or the idea of being episodes, because it definitely plays like episodes. It feels like they wrote it for that. Yeah, but I definitely enjoyed it, the the episode. I mean, felt like it came to a fairly satisfying conclusion. Still left a lot of questions, namely, what the hell, Goober Bob? <laughs> and, like, how many double characters are we going to get? Like, <laughs> and what's going to happen to the two Enzos? Are all of our villains gone for good? I don't know. Then we'll have to find out. That's all stuff for next week, Ben. Uh, either way, I'm very much looking forward to this final arc. Can't wait to get some closure on this series with a nice, satisfying finale. <laughs> Pixelacious! Alright, well let's jump into trivia. Do you have any this week? Any bits and bites? I've got a little bit. There was, it was kind of a fast-paced episode with a lot of stuff happening. We do get another call-out to the production number. Uh, Dot tells Hack and Slash that it's Plan 404, which is Season 4, Episode 4. And also an error code. I wish they'd have been like, Plan 404? I can't find it! <laughs> we also get uh, a callback to the not-believing-in-the-no-win scenario, which is, of course, a Star Trek reference. And we get the return of Michael Benier again, this time as... Not Kid Bob, but Goober Bob. Ugh. <laughs> Gross Bob. <laughs> I do like that they're kind of doing it as like two different voice actors. I'm, I'm sure that they weren't intending to do it that way, um, but it works with what they have. But I like the idea of it being two different voice actors being the two different Bobs. You know, here's the Bob that's been through the net and merged with his key tool, and here's other Bob. Right, yeah. It's like it lends some uh, some history to him. It does. But that's all the trivia we have for today. <laughs> All right, well, we're moving right along. Do we have a game this week? No, we do not have a game this week. <laughs> there was a game, and Enzo won it. He did a very good job. We don't know what it was, though. Remember when we used to speculate what the game would have been, based on the uh, episode theme? We can do that. What do you think the game would have been? I don't know. I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would think it would be something like uh, Justice League Injustice. See, I was thinking Space Invaders. Oh, see, I was thinking Justice League because of that fight scene, because that's what it reminded me of. That fight scene of her like going through buildings and stuff, that's what happens in Injustice. <laughs> it's like a Superman versus Batman kind of thing. Exactly. I was thinking like the uh, incoming horde of all the uh, like mass guardians like coming through the portal, which would just mm-hmm. be like a Space Invaders type of thing. I don't know. I could see that. So they've got the little tanks on the bottom and they're shooting up little... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's just training. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun game. I'm surprised they haven't referenced that before. Yeah. I think they would have. Seems maybe it was too obvious. 
It's simple to render, a lot of blocky, you know, buildings. This is wrong. This is all wrong. Okay, well, did you find yourself a frosty moment? I did, and it would have to be Bob's face after Hex kisses him. (laughs) Or faces, I should say. The whole range of emotions that happen on Bob's face after that first kiss Mm -hmm. are just fantastic. Huh? What? Huh? What? (laughs) Speaking of faces, actually, you know what we didn't really talk about? This is actually the first time we see Hex's static mask face in this season. Because all season long, she's been, like, restored and her mouth has been moving and her eyes were expressive. So this is the first time seeing, like, just, like, her still masks. Yeah, she's she's back to original Hex. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Have you found yourself a frosty moment today? Yes, it's it's actually Hex-related. Um, it is when she's like, yeah, sis! <laughs> <laughs> like, just clearly taunting Dot, like, as she's, like, joking around with Enzo. And just the way she said it cracked me up. <laughs> that was pretty great. I didn't see it as taunting, though. I saw her as completely serious. Oh, no, Dot is I her thought... sister now, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> but I thought she was just doing it because she knows it gets her goat, you know? <laughs> I mean, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our feedback and see what other people are saying. All right, as per usual, put out a call on Facebook and Twitter just to see what you guys think of this episode, and uh, we got some pretty good replies. Uh, Nolan Hayes points out that when Hex tells Dot to look after Bob and be happy, uh, was anyone else positive she was saying not instead of saying now? And yes, I really thought that she was saying that. She was saying now to wellman to hit the button right yes but she drew out the now so like at first it sounded like no no (laughs) and i'm like oh not is she like doing a borat joke (laughs) (laughs) what's happening not (laughs) and then she you know she dipped into the w and i was like oh now now she's saying now Uh, Rob Horrocks says it's a great way to conclude the Damon plotline and the perfect way to send off Hexadecimal. Kimura says Hex kicks so much ASCII in this episode and looks like she was foreshadowing things that one time in early season three when she said chaos will always triumph over order. It is the way of things. Yeah, which I would not put a past them to be foreshadowing that at all. (laughs) I mean, look at how often they foreshadowed the Matrix losing an eye stuff. Yeah, right. They definitely had ideas going forward that stuff like this was going to happen. Is it foreshadowing if they didn't plan it ahead of time and they were just calling it back or paying off something that they, you know, set up earlier? Um, so maybe foreshadowing isn't the best word, but I mean, I'm sure it's ideas that they had that they didn't necessarily know that they were going to go forward on. But I'm sure everyone in there did sketches of the characters in like different clothes and like, what if we did this before it actually became an actual story, which is probably why there's been so many Enzo eye patches because people behind the scenes are just let's do doodles of Enzo with eye patches and see what that comes out to. <laughs> so Cameron O'Hara says that uh, apparently there was a season four poster and there was a line on it that said it's about time. So on one hand it had been maybe three years since the end of season three so it was about time we got some new reboot but secondly now we know that Damon is a cron virus so the season is literally about time. Get it? Woo! <laughs> Double meaning. Good job poster guys. <laughs> Boozing and Bonding podcast wrote us saying that this was interesting. Uh, we've seen many fights on Reboot, but nothing like these two powerhouses going at it Dragon Ball Z style. <laughs> also, a return and farewell to classic Insane Hex. Arguably the best character in the show, but one hell of a way to go out. And yes, it is sad to see Hex go, but 
she went out in style, <laughs> infecting the entire net with her craziness. <laughs> and the reappearance of diaper poop baby binome, as uh, pointed out by Kimura. But to be fair, anyone would soil themselves if two fighting viruses flew in like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an easy thing to like freak out about. Cameron <laughs> replies to that. He says, uh, Enzo's already compiled up like five times, but yet this baby is still soiling itself. I come from the womb. My format, baby, to poop and poop. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about accurate. Uh, Daniel Barrett on Facebook says that it's a, an exciting ending for sure, though I do wish Hex got a little bit more time with Damon. Her battle with Hex barely got started when her time was up. A frosty moment for me this episode, Hex's sacrifice. So he agrees with me, Ben. So eat it. What do you mean? Agree? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I think it's time to make this voyage unprofitable. Oh boy! All right. Well, it's gonna be a a quick one. Do you have anything you want to uh, recommend to our friends? Uh, I did not write down a recommendation today. Did you? I have two little quick ones. You know, uh, they're both web comics. Go back to that. Well. First one, they're, they're both fairly popular. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of them. Uh, but the first one is called Chief O'Brien at Work. And it's just <laughs> these little uh, four-panel comics uh, dealing with the mundane daily life of uh, Chief O'Brien, the transporter chief from Star Trek The Next Generation. The next one is uh, Jake Likes Onions, which I'm sure you've seen passed around as like memes and didn't know that it was called that. But it's got a pretty distinct style. Like I think it looks like kind of scratchy ink work. Uh, with these like mopey looking faces uh it's kind of more like a little bit darker kind of i don't know if i call it edgy humor necessarily but it's uh definitely definitely darker for sure <laughs> a little a little edgy you're right i did not know it was called jake likes onions <laughs> <laughs> but i do know the comics i have seen them around and they are occasionally really creepy <laughs> and totally up your alley <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's what i got this week all righty then so what are we looking at next week so next week, we get to answer some of those questions you had with my two bobs. <gasps> See, and you said the two arcs didn't connect. I mean, they don't. <laughs> that was literally the last two seconds of... But, I mean, it's like a perfect cliffhanger right into the next episode. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. The salt in your voice. <laughs> hey, you're the one who called him a goober bob. You already know what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm optimistic, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, in the meantime, you can always follow us at Incoming Game Pod on Twitter and Incoming Gamecast on Facebook or IncomingGameCast.com. You can find me online at Dudworks D U D W O R K S. You can find me online at Stervino Lady. That's S T I R V I N O Lady. Our theme music is Spasmatica Polka. Stop right there. This is my podcast you're working on. Two Bens? Who's the real Ben? Will we ever find out? Join us next time on... My Two Bens. Stay frosty, folks. What has this podcast become? I don't know. <laughs> Game over. The user wins.